Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the greatest rock and roll stories in the universe. All from the fans' perspective, it's Rock Stories with the Brunster. Now, here's the host of the show, my rockin' daddy, the Brumster. Oh, yeah. Welcome. Brumster here. Uh, Rock Stories with the Brumster. You can also check out on all of our social media, the Brumster Facebook page. Go, go there today and become my friend. Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll be your friend. Uh, the Brumster 2M's uh, Facebook page and also as well, um, This Day in Rock History. I do a video every single day. Uh, at the Brumster Facebook page, and also as well, Josh Brum, the Brumster uh, LinkedIn page. Go there every single day for a This Day in Rock History uh, video. Thanks for tuning in, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, every Sunday, if you're here right now on rockradio559.com. And also as well, uh, you can listen to all of our past episodes, including this one, uh, available at Spotify, uh, at the Brumster Spotify channel. So uh, without further ado, today's program is no different than the others in that we have a very special dude with us uh, going to help us go back in time and hop into his deadhead time machine. This guy is like the ultimate Jerry Garcia Grateful Dead fan that I've ever met in my entire life. Live from New York, it's Glenn Marks. What's happening, Glenn? Welcome to Rock Stories with the Brumster, brother. Hey, Josh, man. Thanks for giving me a call. Thanks for reconnecting with me. And I told you I got two really good stories. You want to talk about the Grateful Dead, and you want to talk about Jerry Garcia. I got 1989, Buffalo, one story. And then I got Philadelphia, the Jerry Band. And just to... Let you know how much I love it. Okay, Josh, I'll let you take over, bro. It's always on standby, huh? You've got some Garcia always on standby, <laughs> don't you, dude? I live for it. You know, that's, that's what, you know, I broke my neck five years, seven months. And um, 27 days ago, I was paralyzed. And the only thing that brought me back is Jerry and listening to the words and then getting up and doing the work, getting stronger, and then being able to go back and play my drums again. That was my goal. So anyway, go ahead, Josh. I'm listening. We ain't talking about ice cream, although... It's probably my favorite Ben and Jerry's flavor, um, Cherry Garcia. Yeah, so, yeah. But it actually has nothing to do with Jerry, just to let you know that. Oh, so. That's a misconception. Really? Yeah, Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Garcia has nothing to do with Jerry. It's a whole other story. But come on, Josh, let's, let's get down to the real, you know, brass tacks. Let's come get the, this guy from about 1989 Buffalo. Dude's from New York. He's like, I ain't taking no I, Brum. Like, let's go with well, the flow, yeah. dude. <laughs> well, you called me and you want to know, so I want to tell you because I think your fans, you know, they're going like, "I right, let the fucking guy tell the story." <laughs> I love it. Oh, Glenn yeah, Marks. I, Glenn Marks, uh, show us what's happening in the annals of history of Jerry Garcia and Grateful Dead from your personal personal experience thanks for being here brother 
Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for calling me and, and involving me in your journey, man, because I'm all about the books came by, and I got on, and then it all began. And then once in a while, you get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. So here we go, 1989. I'm living in Bayside, Queens, New York City. I was a deadhead. And the Grateful Dead are playing in Buffalo. My cousin, who was two years older than me, I come home, and we were working in the same industry together. And he's he's wrecking the apartment. I go, Michael, what's wrong? He goes, oh, the show in Buffalo. I want to get a room in the hotel. I go, okay, calm down, calm down. So I said, calm down. Now, I went to Lawrence High School, graduated in 1976. Mickey Hart, you know, you know who he is, went to Lawrence High School in 1972. So I said, Michael, calm down. So I pick up the phone. He knows where the band is staying, the actual hotel. So I call the hotel. I go, hi, my name is Glenn Marks. And blah, blah, blah. And I did a whole bullshit story, Mickey Hartlaw. And they reserved me a room in the hotel. So that's why my cousin was wrecking the apartment because he couldn't get a room. Now we got a room. So now instead of us getting in his Lincoln Continental with our tanks in the trunk, and all our music, we got on a plane and we flew to Buffalo. Yeah. And we went to Buffalo. And we get there and I check in. And I'm Glenn Marks. And they, they hand me a roster, like every room that everybody's staying in. And it's funny. The only one that came up that didn't match was, it was a Mr. Wonderful. Who do you think that was? That was Bobby. So anyway, <clears throat> we get to the room. And it's like, okay, we checked in. We got the room. I used a little Lawrence High School shit. And then the phone rings in the room, and you know who it is? It's Steve Parrish. <laughs> and he wants to talk to me. And I go, Steve, listen, I, I just got here, and I'll see you at the show. So I made sure I paid for my own room because they were ready to comp me because I was with the band. And also in 1989, at the same time, the Rolling Stones were in town. All right, so there were two separate shows, the Stones. Now, after the show and everything, and I taped it, and I own that, and I have a lot of fights with Facebook about the shit that I play, but that's okay. Oh, you you, you have uh, you have the actual tape from the show that you taped when you brought in, what, a recorder? I, How cool, man. I have so many, you don't understand. So that's why sometimes Facebook comes back at me, and I prove them wrong. So far, I've done really well. And then I, you know, I, I, I try to paint outside the box every once in a while and play someone else's music. And you know what? Music is here to just love. And I believe that any artist that ever played it plays it and wants everybody to just love it and enjoy it and get what they get out of it. So anyway, we do the show. We tape it. We come back to the hotel. We go into the pool. And, you know, there's like 75 deadheads in the pool. And we replayed the show. I go up to the room to, I don't know, get something, and I'm walking down the hall, and who's walking down the hall with two girls on his arms and still lashes? He goes, hey, bro, you got any blow? (laughs) So that night went and ended, and then the next morning we're downstairs, and I remember the Stones were in town, and there weren't many limo services there, and I'm, see Bobby jogging in the morning, so I go, like, run after him and meet him in the lobby, and it's funny, the whole band left in limos and left him standing there. And he had to get in a Volkswagen bug to get to the airport. And it was the, the chef 
and it was the one show that I didn't drive to. And you know how much I would have loved driving Bobby to the show? Now, here's a better story. Philadelphia, around the same time, Jerry Bam, playing at the Tower Theater, <clears throat> first set. We get there, I'm with a bunch of guys. My cousin's driving the car, a crazy dad. I'm going, Michael, like, you know, there's no gas left in the car. He goes, no, nah, no, nah, we'll make it. We ended up running out of gas. We ended up getting gas. We got to the show. We get to the show. First set, okay. As far as I'm concerned, first set, set is the throwaway, okay? Second set's going to be great. We go outside. Everybody's hanging out in front of the Tower Theater. Some guy comes over, can you hold this for me? I grab his beer. He hands it to me. Literally, two seconds later, I'm arrested. I'm in the back of the van. It's Halloween night. Okay? Now I'm in the back of the van with a bunch of crazy kids who are getting arrested. They take us down to the station. And my cousin and I were the first two that they called up. I gave them a fake name and everything like that. Had somebody come pick us up in front and got back and saw the second set. (laughs) That's how crazy and dedicated I was when it came to the Grateful Dead. Yeah. And you gotta remember I also had a whole other life with wives and, you know, houses and animals and all that stuff. But the one thing that stuck since nineteen seventy three, my first show, Roosevelt Stadium, when my cousin took me, he got his license. I'm fifteen, he's seventeen. And boom, the bus came by and I got on and then it all began. And then after that I decided to save all my stuff and my stuff. And now it's beautiful that I have the opportunity to share this with the younger deadheads out there. I just read a post from a 14-year-old kid who's getting into the music. I go, bro, you're 14? Jeez. You weren't even a, a thought in your parents' mind when I was watching this band, and I appreciate you. I appreciate Dead and Company. I appreciate anybody who plays the music because the music will always play on, Josh. And that's how I feel. So there's two good stories for you, bro. Rock on, man. Rock stories with the Brumster, <laughs> friend of the Brumster on the show today, Mr. Glenn Marks from New York. And you're out in the sheds, I believe. Um, hey, so curious. Sheds, New York. sheds New York, the new Woodstock. Mm-hmm. And I call it the new Woodstock because I actually, I live in the hamlet of Sheds, but my zip code is new Woodstock, 13122. We got a 25 by 50 foot stage up here. Last year we had Cosmos Sunshine, DJ Logic, the best DJ in the country up here. Pete Conti and friends. Oh boy, uh, Sheds New York is going to rock in 2022. Wow. Wow. Bringing it local there and, and making it world renowned again. That's fantastic. And one of the things that crosses my mind is, is your, your favorite band and artist, Jerry Garcia, the Grateful Dead, but you you're a rock and roll lover. Like you mentioned the stones earlier, we're in town that same night and uh, as your Buffalo experience. And so, so curious, like, like, you know, what other bands do, does Glenn Marks love well, as well? Go. I'm gonna give, I listen, bro, I'm going to give it to you straight up. The three bands that have affected me the most in my life is the Beatles, the Stones, and the Grateful Dead. 
Now, each one has their separate category. As far as I'm concerned, the greatest rock band ever is the Beatles. And then the Rolling Stones, just because of a lot of other reasons, but the Grateful Dead, because the music is like, you remember the movie Eddie and the Cruises, and he said, you know, yep. words and music, and Hunter and Garcia, in my eyes, now this is no disrespect to any other artist out there, but their words and music, and when they put it together, it took me to places that, uh, after breaking my neck, Five years ago, uh, it brought me back. Um, just listen to the words, touch of gray. Come on, bro. And, you know, Grateful Dead are like a one-hit wonder. Nobody knows that. That's their only one hit. And I, I've posted uh, videos of them on Letterman. And, like, you know, like Letterman would go, like, well, you know, you let people tape your shows. Like, isn't that counterproductive to what you're trying to do selling records and Bobby where it goes well if we make a good record then maybe they'll all go out and buy it <laughs> classic Dave uh, Matthews band, same same philosophy Dave Matthews uh, when the Napster battle was happening back in the oh, listen, Warren, yeah. Haynes, Warren Haynes is a friend of mine I've seen him in, in Central Park now and in my world, Warren Haynes right now, he's the hardest working rock and roll man on you know, the planet. Plus my friend Pete Levin. Pete Levin, Blind Boys of Alabama, has played in it with the Allman Brothers. This came back from a serious situation, and he's back in playing. And I'm going to try to get him up to shit, because he was here last year, and then he was on the road, and he got a heart attack, and he got a new heart. My brother. Yeah, so, you know, music will play on, and when you have the right people beside you praying for you and making sure it works right, then it's all good in the world. Everybody should be at peace. No more hate, only love. An amazing artist on the drums as well. well what's your favorite jam to play with, or is is there a favorite? Uh, dude, you know, Scarlet Fire, Scarlet Fire, that's it. And Fire is my favorite song to play. It's the only song I like my musicians when they come up to the 25 by 50 foot stage we have with 25 acres. They let me play that one song, Fire on the Mountain. Now, I like playing everything. I just went and played some like heavy metal. like, And then my fingers ended up bleeding, hitting the, the things. So I like to stay what I do. I showcase drumming up in sheds, and I'm only trying to bring drummers up here. Bring your sticks, bring your favorite cymbal, and I will set you up. We have two different boards, one board for the vocals, one for the instruments, and we got power. <laughs> so, yeah, Sheds New York, the new Woodstock, 2022. My friend Jay Decker, who's behind this, he's up here next week. And we're going to get it done. My, my girls on the West Coast coming back, Casey and Juliet. You know, you should know these people, Josh. These are the people. <laughs> anyway, I love you, bro. I'll let you finish up. I know. I, 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 you know, I talk too much. No, that's why you're on the show, man, sharing these experiences, helping us live vicariously through your memories and your, you know, great energy. 
that you bring uh, with these, you know, it's living history, it's rock history, real rock stories with the Brumster. Glenn Marks, thank you uh, for being on the show. Uh, have you ever uh, met uh, Jerry uh, in, in person? Uh, you mentioned Bob. You know what, you know what Josh? I knew you were going to bring that up. I knew it. And there's only one member of the band that I never had the opportunity to meet in person and sit and talk to is Jerry. I've met Bobby. I've met them all. And I've sat with them. I've, I've been around them. The only one who was not available was Jerry. Now, we can get into that on a whole side thing because Jerry had his own vices. But he was always protected. He lived in a bubble. It was like, kind of sad for him. He even said it himself, you know, because he just couldn't be who he was because so many people loved him. It's like an Elvis kind of thing. Right. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. But, no, Josh, I never got the opportunity to meet Jerry. I met Bobby Krutzman. <laughs> uh, of course, Mickey went to my high school. Bobby was easy to fucking hang around with. Then you go down Brent, you know, and, and you know, uh, the rest of it. I remember I was in... Where was the first reunion show? It was in uh, Al no, Alpine Valley, yeah. It was in Alpine Valley. And I remember right after Alpine Valley, one of the members committed suicide because he wasn't invited to play with the band. Yeah, that's the story. You researched that one, man. That's Vince. But anyway, I I've been there from Pigpen uh, till today. And the only thing that I love the most, Josh, is let the music play, and whoever plays it is amazing. And I have a friend, Pete Tonti. He's in New Jersey, Pete Tonti and Friends. And he plays Jerry like no other. Plus Matt Hartle, Jimmy Hubbard, Cosmo Sunshine, DJ Logic, House of Cards. I have a slew of bands. And 2022, Sheds New York, the new Woodstock, we're going to finally get it going and do it right. So come have a good time with us. When is that going to be show. happening out in Sheds, Glenn? When's the uh, big probably, uh, shindig? Our first show will probably be in July. We're in the works of getting all the logistics and everything like that. See, we always did it up here. and It was always a private party for just, you know, a birthday, a wedding, you know. We were really good at that, and now we're just trying to bring it more to the general public um, and, and locals who live up here, you know, because it's just it's music, man. It's beautiful, you know. The animals love it. Listen, one thing I do is rescue animals. When I put my music on, all of a sudden they're all on my lap. So, you know, environmental studies and all that, and I always say the music comes the savage beast. You also have a passion for recycling, right, as well? Well, yes. Shed, bottle, and can. I moved up here 17 years ago, and I started a business, Recycling to Save the Planet. And I bring in cans with the, you know, now they get charged five cents redemption fee. And I uh, just process it for the community. I do it for the schools. I do fundraisers and all that stuff. Listen, bro, that's not my passion. I trade stocks. I love doing that, too. But my most and biggest passion is my animals, my music, and me. And if I put those three together, boy, you got a good mold of a person moving forward. Trust me. 
Right on, man. Right on. Hey, you mentioned earlier mm-hmm. you you can't tease us with the uh, with the Cherry Garcia Ben and Jerry's flavor having nothing to do with Jerry. Uh, you, you can't tease us with that and 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 not give us the the meat and potatoes. What is the what is the story behind I, that, man? Well, Ben and Jerry they they came up with a, a Cherry Garcia, but it, it it didn't have reference to Jerry. But maybe these two geniuses figured other people would think differently, which is as far as I'm concerned, genius. All right, but uh, Cherry Garcia which is the Ben and Jerry ice cream, was not created because of Jerry Garcia. <laughs> but I have actually, right on my wall, I'm looking at it right now, a show I went to that didn't make my stub you know, wall that I have them all on, 1976 in a crazy place. But I also had, after Jerry died, his toilet was left outside the house when they were renovating and someone what? stole it. <laughs> yeah. Right, Josh, I got some crazy shit. So. Tell listen, me about that. Show, what, yeah. you, you have his shitter on the wall? Are you serious? Uh, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's the <laughs> article. It's the article that his toilet was, I'll send it to you private message later, that it was stolen. Um from in front of the house when they were doing renovations after he passed away. Yeah, crazy. But see, you know, it's funny. I, I was watching the uh, Playboy After Dark when the Grateful Dead went to the Playboy Mansion. Now, boy, do I wish I was there. <laughs> uh, and, and Jerry basically, he said it all right there. You know, I play my music. I give it away. I never play it the same way twice. And once I play it, you own it. And then they went up and played a five-minute St. Stephen, a five-minute St. Stephen. St. Stephen goes to like 37 minutes in real life. And that's why the Grateful Dead were the best live. That's why they never sold albums, but they are the most iconic rock band that has, in my world, has changed the world over the past 50 years. And a real artist. He never played the same song twice, you just said, the same way. Uh, John Mellencamp said the same thing the other day. Real artists don't want to go up and play the same exact thing over and over again. They want to always be creating something new. And Jerry was a real artist, right, Glenn? I agree. I agree. And I'll tell you something. Jerry Garcia goes in the same category as John Lennon and a Paul McCartney, and those amazing men who knew how to just take us to a different place at a certain time when at that moment in time we needed that. And that's what makes an artist for me. Now, I lived in New York City when John Lennon was shot. I was like, literally, I lived on the Upper West Side. I was there, and it was, you know, a horrible day. But you could look at the Beatles, who was, I put as my first greatest rock band ever, and they were only around for seven years. And then I talk about the Rolling Stones and the Grateful Dead, uh, have been around for, just reincarnated in different ways. I like that. You believe in reincarnation, Josh? 
No, I don't. I believe the Bible that says that a man is appointed to die, uh, to live and, and die once, and um, uh, we're all separated from God. And once we leave this place, if our faith is in our Savior uh, who died for us, then we go one area, not based on our performance, but as a free gift of salvation. And I believe that if you choose not to take that way out, then you choose the other alternative, which is uh, eternity without him, and, and that's darkness. So that's what I happen to believe. But one thing I can say is there is definitely a reincarnation of, uh, of music and art that, that, it, that it's never just, you know, that decade's art that's being created. It's on the pile and pile and piles of great artists that came before them, that all great artists are in a sense a reincarnation of all of the other art that inspired them as well. And then their art inspires artists to do the same thing in the future. Isn't that amazing? Like you're talking about the Grateful Dead. It's so awesome uh, how there's so many new iterations of it as well. Like, like these other artists keep picking up uh, and, and not just leaving it in, in, in history, but con- making it continue to breathe and live on. I think that is so cool, man. I, Josh, I agree with you 100%, bro, but let me tell one thing. I read a different book. Have you ever met Bob Dylan? No, I've never met Bob Dylan. I did see him I, once okay, at okay, Come on, come on. Come on, you're on a show, and I know you're on a time limit. You, well, met, you met Bobby? Yeah, Bobby actually played up here in Syracuse Sunday, June 25th at 8 p.m. at the Syracuse Amphitheater. And this is right after I broke my neck. And I went there with my people, and I had a chance to meet him. And he played Tangled Up in Blue that night. Now, if you look at the tour, and he probably did 10, 15 shows. He didn't play the song one other time, but he played it in Syracuse. Okay. Um, I, I go by a different book. I believe in reincarnation. When I'm reincarnated, you know what I'm going to be? I'm going to be an eagle. I'm going to fly. Fly like an eagle. Because a lot of my animals, and I always bring in new ones, and they come back as the last one I just lost. It's in a better way. So I believe in constant regeneration of what's going on. Anybody. I don't care who. You play the music. And play it. Just play it on. I don't like critics. I don't like people that judge. I just like to be kind and let the music play, bro. That's it. And that's 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 it. That's how I feel. And here, here we are. Absolutely, man. Love your neighbor as yourself as a universal principle. And uh, I love you for sharing your rock and roll memories, real rock history, real rock stories with me, the Brumster today, Glenn Marks. Um, your time has been so valuable to share it with us. And we're, we're going to make sure this gets cataloged as one of the greatest episodes of all time. Getting to hear. Remember the first time we- Thank you. Yes, I do. Oh, man. In, in convention hall, bro. That's the first one we ever did together. And you see how I'm listening to it? And this is like three years later. <laughs> so thank you, Josh, for having me on the show. Send my love to Neil Gloucester, please. And have him get in touch with me if you could do that. 
Absolutely. I'll do that, brother. Hang on the line for our engineers. Oh, hold on just a second. If folks want to find out how our listeners can get tickets to come to one of these rock and roll extravaganzas uh, at Sheds New York uh, coming up this summer, uh, what's the best way for our listeners to get in touch with you if they'd like to experience that that rock and roll greatness in Sheds as well? Okay, here you go. I'm really, I'll give it to you, Josh. If you're on Facebook, just private message me. My name is Glenn Marks, okay? And I will answer any questions you have. We do it a little different up here. We like to kind of give it away. We don't really charge, um, but we work for donations because we live off the land. We have a huge farm, huge growing facility. We do everything. And we do this for the love of the love. So... There's no selling tickets at the moment, you know, but I have enough room here to have 40,000 people, but we're going to keep it small at the moment, and all you have to do is PM me on Facebook, Glenn Marks, or my email is glennyray1 at AOL.com, or I'll give you one better. You want to call me? And there's no texting because I have a house phone. I live in a house that's 200 years old. My phone number, and I'm going to do this, Josh, 315-662-3627. Give Sheds a call. I'll give you the update and the scope. And uh, Sheds New York, the new Woodstock. That's what I'm talking about. Awesome. Hang on the line for engineers. Love you, brother. Thank you, Glenn. Hey, Josh, man. Thank you, too, bro. Rockin'. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about, man. We just got in the time machine with Glenn Marks here at Rock Stories with the Brumster at the Brumster Spotify channel and at rockradio559.com. Until next time, have a rockin' day.